Welcome, campers. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. And you're listening to Breaking Camp Podcast, conversations about the outdoors and everyday life. Welcome, Breaking Campers. Dude. Uh, Is that too loud? I don't know. You mean you're you're crunching? I'm not eating. Well, we'll see what the jury says. (laughs) (laughs) We have some anti-ASMR people out there that are listeners, and they say that our crunching is a little too much. Hey. So you know what they say? What if you're getting feedback, you got listeners. Yep. All all news is good news, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, what's been going on? How are you? Just boxes and email. Boxes and email. Boxes and email. I mean, at this point, you're pretty much a veteran married guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's official, right? Been, it's almost my anniversary. Almost your anniversary. One month anniversary. <laughs> are you guys gonna <laughs> celebrate every month? Talk about your marriage in months like people do when they have a baby. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, our marriage is 14 months old. For um, sure. How <laughs> long do I do it in months for? Uh, until it's awkward in mm. dinner parties. You know, like people would talk about their kid and it's like, yeah, 37 months old. And you're like doing That's math. Weird. Like, one, two, three. So three. I feel like once you get over 18 months, you're done. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's not with the kid, obviously. You got yeah, to keep the kid. Done parenting. But you're done saying it in months. Yeah, I I feel like that's much more a uh, um, a mom thing. Dads don't seem to keep track very good usually, mm. um, and and it's like I don't know. He's just he's my kid, or you know, they're my <laughs> so my baby. I just so, say I just measure kids' age in in this in, many in height. He's this he's this year old. Yeah, yeah. You got your hand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knee high to whatever. Um, and so uh, you uh, brought up a second ago. That you have not received your marriage license? Yeah. I don't know. Which I'm going to have to call that officiant I, and see, I, make sure he mailed it. I mean, I mailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they're backed up, you know, supply chain. Mm, probably at paper. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So we keep looking for that. Who knows? Maybe it came today. <laughs> we'll see. I have been teaching the dog some tricks, though. Yeah. How to eat using silverware. How does he hold it? <laughs> two two paws. <laughs> yes, we had to start with the dancing part, getting yeah. him up on his hind legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so explain the trick. Well, I've been known to feed the dog at the table a Uh-oh. little bit. Uh-oh. I know. That's on a- my cue, though, not on his command, his demand. <laughs> it's only on my cue, mm-hmm. and so he's really good at being gentle with the spoon and the fork. Now he has his own spoon and fork, or is it? No, your it's usually spoon? when I'm done. Oh, I, I just see. give him a little bit. I see. I so see. he's man dog now. He's I don't know. He's about to get his testes cut off. Uh oh. Yep. Big day. Yep. Oh man. I'm feeling for him, so I'm just kind of pausing a little bit before I make that phone call. <laughs> you're like, in, mm-hmm. you're nervous yeah. for him. Yeah. Okay, so it's been sunny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good segue. The other day I was outside and the neighbor was over washing his car and I was like, feels like January, huh? <laughs> it's funny though, because like this is the time of year where you'll get us a few sunny days and I always look at my cars and I'm like, oh man, it is way overdue. Like mm-hmm. I got to, I got to wash this thing. And, um, so like 
Amy's car, my car, they they like the the running boards have like just just layers of dust and mud and silt mm, that caked on there. See, I'm only a two time a year car wash guy. Yeah, spring and fall, get yeah. it ready for nicer weather. Get it ready for winter. Well, that's the, about it. When you live on gravel driveways, it's brutal. But it it gets it's to the point now where you're like, what color is the vehicle? Like, what are we looking at? It's usually when it gets to be a safety issue for me, surprisingly. When the, <laughs> yeah. everything is so you can't yeah. see it in yeah. or out the windows, yeah. and the sun shines and like everything's light rays reflecting. Yeah, I do. I did clean my windshield the other day because it was it was dirty. But and I hate not being able to see mm. out of the inside when mm-hmm. it's just like a little hazy or whatever. There's something yeah. in there. <clears throat> but yeah, so like the sun kind of like brings that to light because when it's rainy all the time, you just don't really care and you can't see it. Uh, but what I also think of when um, when it's sunny, you know, sunny in Jul- in January is pre-spring fishing. <laughs> so mm. it's you know what I mean. It's like it doesn't quite feel wintry because it's a little bit sunny mm-hmm. and. Um, and you're you like, stay out there a little bit past dark, though. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, it's it's getting that's that's what I'm saying is like it's starting to get dark. Uh, you know, you're getting more day, mm-hmm. and and what is it like? I don't know, four forty-five or five o'clock by the time sunset is now. I think it's even after five. Is it after yeah, five already? Long days. <clears throat> yeah. So I remember we were doing stuff with Liza the other day. She's doing horses and stuff, and so I was, we were headed to her her practice and towing the trailer and all that. So it's an ordeal. Yeah. You know? Was there pizza? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there usually is. Nice. Although last night was pulled pork. Oh. Uh, so that was good. But, um, we, uh, we were, we arrived at practice and it was still light. Like we could see hmm. it was just great. But you know, it's just those things where you don't, you don't think about it. You know, when you start doing something in the winter time, it's always dark when you do that thing. If it's, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the evening, so now it's kind of cool, and you and you kind of like reemerge. You're like, oh, wow! And you can just like go outside and like put your head up and you know like soak in a few rays, vitamin D. It's great. But I always am thinking, oh, it's pretty close. It's almost time to go fishing, which it's always time to go fishing. But it's always time. But like this spring, where the bugs are actually hatching mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. they're you know moving around more. But uh, they did catch the first springer here, in the metro. Yeah, so you mentioned that. The last couple of days, <clears throat> last week or something like that. That seems so. early. It's pretty early. Because, I mean, especially that was uh, Clackamas-ish. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that seems like it's a couple months early. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. I'm not really a huge salmon fisherman, so. Yeah, I think typically uh, they'll catch the first one in February, late February. Okay, so yeah, a month early maybe. A little early. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's that time of year where you're like, okay, I, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it through the winter. I am pumped though because I can finally get all my fishing stuff, like in one area, and then when I want to go fishing, yeah. just grab the stuff and go. Do you mean because before, you're here and moved in? Yeah, before it was always kind of some's here, some's there. Where's everything? Fair enough. Tucked away. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. Maybe <clears throat> maybe Friday. We'll see. Yeah, I made a little headway on the shop, but not a ton. But there's a car in there. So, you got a car in there? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Still in there. Because it needs to get fixed. Mm. <laughs> so, But it's washed and mm. it's dried and, it, you know, it's drying out because it was, you know, old car. Gets mm. moisture inside. Mm. So that's good. But 
You run the little like easy dry things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Just put the little pellet stuff in the top and it mm-hmm. soaks all the. Yeah, because I took one out of there and it was like full, full of water. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. But it was just sitting outside, so it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's that time, you know, and and then it'll you'll be like, oh, winter's done, and then it'll um, snow or something, or it'll try. And so I heard this I weekend so. it's possible that it's gonna snow again. What? I heard Sunday maybe Sunday evening. Do you mean like it's gonna snow forty seven inches for like a week? Or no, just no, like no. A trace and it's gonna melt. And I didn't see like how much, but it's in the forecast. Well, they're talking about it already. It probably ain't happening. <clears throat> Huh? They if they're work. talking about it already, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only when they get caught when, off guard. When they name the storm, it mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So mm. anyway, but that's kind of not a ton going on. But that's the that's the latest. That's the. This is those, you know, times of year where you're like, okay, we need we need a, sh- a shift of. It's been nice. Of it's season, been sunny though. Yeah, totally. So you know, right. dog goes out in the morning. It's dry because it's cold and frosty, mm-hmm. and it's sunny. And you're like, oh, you won't be a mess when you come back in. It's so great. <laughs> so anyway. How about, well, let's grab a snack. So last week, mm-hmm. we casually mentioned a type of food mm-hmm. that I was like, mm, that would be pretty good to eat. Then we were like, we could pair it. With a nice Earl Grey. Yeah. And so we are having a classic British tea. <laughs> British tea. British or a cup tea. of tea. Cup of tea. <laughs> My pinky is out. Oh, yeah. Very far. Super far. So we have some, uh, I don't know what these are called. Cucumber sandwiches? I think, yeah, I think you would call them finger sandwiches. Oh, man. What? You spilled your I stuff. spilled. Because <laughs> it's on the wrong spot. Because it's on the side table. You need to put it on the table table. Oh, I didn't get our napkins. Oh, dang it. Well, we're going to have to risk it. Okay. Um, so yeah, finger sandwiches, not only finger sandwiches, but cucumber, uh, cream cheese, ones. cucumber, cream cheese, finger sandwiches with dill weed. Yes. Okay. Let's try these things. Okay. Classic snack. Hmm. Did your mom ever cut the crusts off your sandwiches? No. Me neither. No, she didn't. I mean, I feel like that's a thing though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's good. Well, that's pretty tasty. The dill weed is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it complements it well. It goes together. Mm-hmm. So. Dill weed is not just for pickles anymore. Well, cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost there. So tell me about this Earl Grey you brought. Sorry, I got to sip it really quick. Get it with that sandwich. Mm, pair it. Mm. All right. <clears throat> so. So this is from brings out the nose. Yeah, Stash, uh, the Stash Tea Company, okay. local company here in Portland, Oregon. The Stash on McLaughlin. That's a different Stash. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. <laughs> Wasn't that the glass head shop or whatever? Yep, that's where you got your posters and your stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, and your quote unquote tobacco pipes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it says, let's see, what do you want to know about? I want to know who... Tell me about Earl Grey. Well, that's not found on the box. Okay, so... First, I'll read the box. What is bergamot? Uh, bergamot is an oil. Uh, it's a, And it's an it's become... I don't know if it's an essential oil, but they've made it into essential oil. It's actually really nice. It's kind of a, a citrusy one. 
Yeah. So this doesn't even give that good of a description here. Hold on. So have you been? You've been to a classic. Yeah. Uh, English tea, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you went to the Empress. Was yeah, we right? did that as a as a kid, and we had these sandwiches. And and it was it was good, and it was kind of a fun new experience. Yeah. And I can remember leaving, and we left, and we were walking out the door, and and I'm like, Dad. He goes, yeah. I'm like, I'm hungry. Can we go to McDonald's? <laughs> After we had probably spent, I don't know, 80 or 100 bucks or whatever on tea. Yeah, even way back then. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, you're going, this was our meal? Like This, this is, is it? This is not a meal. A couple Eggo waffles cut in pieces, a couple little sandwiches cut in pieces. I can't even fit this in my hand. <laughs> and we drank tea. So... And you know what? I'd say the same thing today. Underimpressed. Would you? Well, I would just say it's it's a snack. It's not a meal. I would agree. Hmm. When do people have so. high noon, right? Mm-mm. Four o'clock. In four, the, in four the morning? O'clock. No, in the afternoon. High tea. Tea is, well, I mean, they, they did high tea like whenever you get, you know, sat down. But Okay. But like tea time traditionally, and this is just me winging it. I, un- I understand it's four o'clock. So, hmm. um, but yeah. So it's like right after nap time. You have a nap. <laughs> right. Then you wake up and have some tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here. Traditionally, afternoon tea is served around 4 p.m. Wow, nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was not created to replace dinner, but rather <clears throat> to fill the gap between an early lunch and a late dinner. Small sandwiches, scones, biscuits, and tea were typically on a small ornamental three-tier serving tray. Oh, yeah. So it's like the original Lunner. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I will say, really, really uh, satisfying snack and could mm. totally do this at camp. Mm-hmm. Easy to do. Anytime. Anytime. Anywhere. Hey, yeah. kids, you bored? Make it. Make a cucumber sandwich. High tea. <laughs> yeah, so good. So, huh. but the the Earl Grey, I mean, basically it's just black tea <clears throat> with uh, bergamot oil in it. So it kind of gives it a little citrusy note. Let me ask you this: hmm. Where do you land with your cream cheeses? What do you mean? Like, are you for the garden vegetable? Are you with? Uh, are you like a flavored kinds? Not sautéed onions, like a grilled onion. Like, do you like a basil and herb? Do oh, you like a smoked salmon? <clears throat> or are you more like old school, come in my cream cheese? I, well, I like I like cream cheese, and I like it whipped, actually. Mm, yeah. Which I noticed you got. It just, it's more functional. Yeah, it's easier to get into. Yeah. It doesn't break the bread apart when you're trying to no. spread it. Uh, but I also really like berry-flavored Whoa. Cream cheeses. I mean, it's just, you could eat it with a spoon. On like <laughs> a so raisin good. bagel? Or Anything. What are you I'll about? put it on toast, bagel, you know. Okay. Spoon. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Just straight from the container. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's just good. It tastes like dessert. So, and I, I do love me a cream cheese frosting. Yeah. That is by far my favorite frosting. Just think about that. And, and like, I don't make a lot of, I don't do a, a lot of baking, but like, if you did a cream cheese frosting and you use like strawberry or blueberry cream cheese, mm-hmm. your frosting will be even better. Yeah. So I'm, pff, it would I think be that's, good. 
I think that'd be delicious. There's too much measuring in baking. Yeah, that's definitely one where you got to be pretty close. It's not really how I cook. Consistent. Me too, actually. I'm just, I'll, I'll glance at the recipe <clears throat> and I got it. Cooking is much different than baking. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Hence why we don't bake. <laughs> or Apparently. just very rarely, right? It's like every, you, you get through a recipe and it's like, phew. You, you get why the commercials used to, like, they'd throw flour on their face and, like, yeah. oh, it's tiring. That's how yeah. you feel, yeah. you know? So. Anyway, you know, like pat the flour down and scrape off the top, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, but you don't want to compact it. You just no. want it to be lightly fluffed. And yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. some people sift their flour. I think you're supposed to do that. We had one of those growing sifter. up with the hand sifter. Yeah, it's like the hand workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like that, I'm like, what's the point? You're gonna sift this and then you add wet ingredients to it and it just gets gloppy again mm. i'm like i just don't even understand are you talking like a a fold in i don't know i mean every i don't or more of like a stir <clears throat> well think about everything we make right like the things that i would con- that i would possibly bake would be bread cookies mm-hmm. s- rolls of some sort cinnamon rolls or whatever biscuits i mean that's probably about it yeah. you know yeah um Never have I, I mean, I have used the sifter, but like, I don't do that anymore. It yeah. doesn't seem to make a difference. Maybe How it would. frequently do you use your rolling pin? <laughs> yeah, once a year, probably. Yeah. How often do you find yourself having to buy parchment paper? Actually, so that's one of those <laughs> things I actually like a lot. I, ha- I have that around quite a bit. Parchment paper? Mm-hmm. Of, I'd say lately of the last couple years, maybe. Uh, cause I like, it's easier to work with than, uh, saran wrap, okay. you know, or whatever, you know, cling wrap, plastic wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to work with. So if it doesn't need to be airtight, I, I would prefer to use that and mm-hmm. you can bake with it. And so you can just put it in the oven, which you can't do with the other. So yeah, mm. I think it's good. I, I always have it. I got it right now in my house. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I used it this weekend when I was cooking. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. So look at me all proper. Look at you. My pinky is out as I sit my tea. Out. So what else is in the classic English tea besides the cucumber sandwich? Do you remember um, from the Empress? I imagine so, maybe some chocolate something. I remember crumpets, which are okay. basically like a fancy Eggo waffle with honey-ish type syrup drizzled on them. They are delicious. Mm. I mean, like... Super delicious. Okay. And like our parents, like my parents kept telling us, hey, you guys, slow down. Like take little bites, yeah. you know, because we were just trying to wolf it down. Was the English tea uh, like a buffet where they just keep bringing you more? No, I or think it's pretty done, set. I think it's, uh, yeah, if I remember correctly. Well, and who knows, right? We did. I didn't order. I was too little. Yeah. But they probably said, we'll have this one, which mm. comes with these things, almost like a charcuterie board, but yeah. a tea thing. Um, so, Okay. Afternoon tea, which I guess would be <clears throat> kind of what it's afternoon. We're, we're thinking of high tea, right? Yeah. Tea um, facts. So it comes between three and five, and you would serve obviously with the tea crustless sandwiches. Crustless, very. It important. specifies. Yeah. Um, Do they make croutons for the salad for later? I kind of want to know why no crust. Uh, it's just you can't eat crust before dinner. It'll spoil your dinner or something. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Delicate those mm-hmm. English uh, scones, 
Okay. And that's probably where the crumpet would fall into, maybe into a scone category of like a sweet bread thingy. Okay. I guess. Okay. Maybe. And then it says just I desserts. Questions. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> Are those 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 cookies, quote unquote cookies that you have with your coffee that taste like bread? But they don't have any sugar in them, and they call them cookies. And Scones. Long. Oh, that's biscotti. Yeah, what's that? That's like a stale cookie. <laughs> besides, I was gonna say, what's that? Besides, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think they're made and designed to be dipped in coffee and tea. Yeah, which ruins your cup of coffee or tea because now you got all this crap like in there. Crumbs in my coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks like you totally backwash. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't. I'm not a dunker of things. I would rather just take a bite and then except, and then take a drink. Except your celery into some ranch. Well, that's different. Okay. I mean, into a beverage. Oh, into a liquid. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, I don't gotcha, dunk gotcha. cookies into or donuts or whatever into coffee. Like that's a terrible idea. Because hmm. it it just doesn't ever go well. I'm not either. <clears throat> I don't think. I even like when I have soup that's real brothy. Oh. If I have a sandwich with it. I'll dip a couple of times, and then it ends up getting all over my face yeah. and dripping down my. Got yeah. a beard, and it's yeah. all. And I'm like, you know what? This is. I'm just gonna eat drink, my soup, eat the soup, or okay. have the sandwich. Right? Either or. Either or. So it's kind of how I usually do it. Huh. Anyway, there's your uh, high tea. High tea. Uh, yeah. Dillweed. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some. It says it would likely have a meat dish component. So I don't know if that's like smoked salmon or like. Little cured meat or something. I don't know. Maybe like a meatloaf. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just something light, you know. I bet you make a mean meatloaf. You know what, dude? I have never made meatloaf. What? We got to do that for the camp kitchen it, sometime because I love me a meatloaf. It's on my list. I don't know why. I just, it. I love meatloaf. And I always think, ugh, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf is like the easiest thing. It's like some meat yeah, and then some onion, some celery, some breadcrumbs. <laughs> And some egg and some ketchup and yeah. Oh, I oh. I can like right now. I'm thinking of the things I'd put in it that would do, be delicious. Do you just want to just stop the show and <laughs> well, go make some back. meatloaf? <laughs> Another. It'll be so this could be camp high tea, and then we could come back with camp kitchen. Maybe I could just start yelling, Cora, Cora. meatloaf, <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> Man, I never know what she's I'm right doing. On it. I'll be right there. I never know what she's doing back there. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf. Maybe I'll make some meatloaf. Oh, that'd be good. Because meatloaf... Uh, I'm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, you can have a turkey meatloaf. Really? You can have beef and sausage meatloaf. Yeah. I made shepherd's pie this week. See, I've never made that. Yeah, that was... It's easy. That's kind of like a mincemeat pie? No, it's like... Um, I Usually it's hamburger uh, or lamb or sausage or any combination of those okay. things. Um, but typically we've made it with hamburger. I threw in some sausage because we had a huge thing of it. And then I uh, sauteed some vegetables, mm-hmm. put those in there. I put the meat down, put the vegetables on top, put mashed potatoes on top of that, oh, make it a it. little bit lumpy with the spoon where it's okay. like got peaks mm-hmm. and valleys. Bake it again, kind of just to get everything going. Twice baked meat pie. And then when it's bubbling all good, you turn on the broil and you crisp up the top and it gets it all like a little bit dark and little mm. in the high spots. Woo. Okay. Did you use real potatoes or you use uh, bag <laughs> mashed potatoes? I may have used bag bag potatoes. They Easy. Consistent consistency. Yeah. I Well, it's what we had. And so I had potatoes and I'm like, 
these things literally take three minutes to make mm. and you have mashed potatoes and they're good and they're made from this dehydrated potatoes it's not like it's a fake potato it's just dehydrated it's not a science potato and so i don't believe so i think it's a real potato no. so um there's i'm not gonna wait for 35 minutes to boil potatoes and mash them and all that just for shepherd's pie whip we got heavy whipping cream and butter yeah. and then yeah if i was going to the fair i'd do that if i'm cooking for the fair heck yeah huh it's gonna be from scratch wow yeah but it's was, always funny at the fair when you walk by and it's like a pie and it has like a little bite taken out of it and it's like second place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been sitting there for four days yeah yeah or yeah sometimes even longer right yeah You're like, really that's a waste of a pie mm. i don't know yeah it's anyway it's pretty good stuff i love cooking okay well that's been high tea I got a question for you. Yeah. Pandemic. Yes. Have you lived through it? So I've been thinking about this. Yes. Uh, you've survived this far. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know me and I don't obviously t- take that tack of like, whew, I made it. You know, you made it. are but we through it? No, I don't think so. No. Um, but what I have, what I've been like, I don't know, thinking about in my daydreams or you know like whenever i'm thinking about the state of things you Mm -hmm. know which Mm -hmm. i don't often do but i mean i think we do without realizing it you know that we're always kind of like analyzing what's going on is living through this past couple years um has for i mean it sounds very anticlimactic to say it's changed us but it has Mm. it's changed everyone whether or not Individually and collectively. Yes, that's exactly it. And so I feel like it's a conversation worth having because we are, uh, in some people's view, nearing the end of the pandemic. In others, it's like, Mm. no, it's ongoing, whatever. But what we do, what we probably could all agree on is the fact that we're tired. It's Mm. worn away at us, right? And Pandemic fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, set in and and um, and it's a real thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's and what what I've just seen how lives have changed through the last couple of years, and um, anyway, so I I felt like it was something worth talking about, and not to dive into politics, but po- there have been political aspects of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Not to take sides because I don't really think it's about that either. But just the observation of how are we changed? What are the things we've noticed? How do you think we will remain changed uh, as we go, as we emerge out of this? Because again, eventually life will get back to some semblance of whatever normal would be, right? Because again, after like, say, uh, the yellow fever and any other thing, some new normal was created, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I'm, you know, will life go back to what it was? Probably not. Right. It's that's what I'm saying is things have changed to a point where it's like, no, it's we're different as a society. And yet we continue to roll on. That's Mm. what humanity does. Right. We continue to go for persevere. Yeah. Just plug away. Yeah. It's different. So anyway, that's kind of what I throw out as a as a discussion. Mm. And and it's like 
Anyway, I'd, well, I'd love here's to hear one. Your here's one thing that's changed. Mm-hmm. You can't book a camp spot for nothing <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Everybody's a camper because everybody wants to get outside. Here's what you can't do: hmm. buy a used truck at a decent price. <laughs> yeah, or a used car. Any any used yeah. vehicle. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so everything has changed. Just like the ripples, it just rippled out into all areas, you right. know. And it's like some of it is minor inconvenience, mm-hmm. some of it is sacrifice for the consideration of others, mm-hmm. and some of it is like significantly traumatic. I mean, it's yeah. been. Yeah. I can't even imagine, you know, if I was a social person who needed to be around others, right. what that would, how like, that would impact me. Like me. Or like, <laughs> or like a kid, right? Who yeah. like, maybe you have a bad home situation and like school mm-hmm. is your safe place. And yeah. all of a sudden, like you're away from like that. I can't even imagine that. So there's so many considerations that yeah. impact people in different ways. But I think collectively, right. what we're dealing with this, dealing with is this seesaw ongoing ebb and flow of a promise and a light of it's over Mm -hmm. and then whack here it is again you know and so we just ebb and flow in and out of it yeah and i think one of the frustrations that i've encountered and i think we have we all have and i don't know again there's a spectrum there but is there's there's really no definite source of answers or information right Anybody can take science, scientific data and can make it say what they want it to say. We can, yeah. you know, we can find and read a study that will support our view, which is super frustrating when you're actually trying to learn. And it's exhausting yes. to try and discern what is actual information, yes. what is misinformation, what yes. is psychological manipulation, right. what is political agenda. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, throw it out the window, I'm going to watch a Seinfeld, and pretend <laughs> it ain't even happening. Yeah. And like, I'll just get up and do tomorrow. Right. And so and so you you basically, you said it best, and you can say it if you want, The what we've all experienced is basically a, a, a trauma, a collective trauma globally. Yeah, all experienced in our own unique way, yeah. but all experienced together at the same time. Right. We've all... You know, I, I I often think about those times when it's like in the beginning of something, right? Call it 9-11, call it the pandemic, mm-hmm. call it the financial meltdown in 2008. Like there's this period of like, we're going to come together. We're in it together. Yeah. We're all in this together. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then we are just, just as quickly divided and it all falls apart. So you bring up 9-11, and that's an interesting example. Uh, and it's not in our notes, but I think it's a very a very good example. We were so unified as a country, and we there was a purpose that we were, you know, out to fight and mm-hmm. to stand up for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was terrible. And um, the changes that have happened, what is it? It's been 20 years, I believe. Well, mm-hmm. 21 years. Or it'll be 21 years this September. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, we were all together in it for about yeah. a month. And so now, and, and not long after that, right, travel changed drastically. Mm-hmm. You got to take your shoes off. You got to take your shoes off. You got to take your belt off. Got All these things, right, that have, have since been deemed like devices you can hide bombs in yeah. or whatever, you know, and it's such an inconvenience. However... 
for whatever reason, hasn't gone back, right? It hasn't mm. returned to quote unquote normal pre 9-11 days. And then it mm. most likely will not, correct? Yeah. Right? It'll just be what it is. And I've heard of some places where it's a small airport and they're like, yeah, you don't take your shoes off here or whatever. Mm. But I've also been in small airports where, yep, you do, you yeah. know? And what it's just part of it. Or certain people, like they qualify. Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. Richard Reed? Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. The yeah. guy hit a bomb in his shoe. That's right. That was after that, right? That was, was after, after that. But, yeah, but, but it, it was, was all a part of the deal. It yeah. was continuation of that, and it was continuation of these safety measures and all yeah. that stuff. But yeah. Um, I can't remember. You never go that. back yeah. to before, and you're united, and then it turns divisive. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. It was, it's now you can get like pre-check, right? And if you get, like, and mm. when you're traveling, if you qualify or, or pay for, pay for pre-check, then um, you don't have to go through those lines. So yeah. you've gone through more of a, a bigger scrutiny to to say, that, oh yeah, I'm a safe citizen and yeah. I can go through this line without be, taking off my shoes or whatever. But it, it you mean I can leave my laptop in my bag? <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> but I'll, it's crazy I'll pay for that. <laughs> it's crazy. Like <laughs> seriously, like what we will go through. Like, can we please just not do that part? Right. Yeah. And so, again, not to rehash all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you see the changes that happen. And so uh, coming back to now and current times, what, thi- I, what, I'm, what I'm wondering about are what things are going to continue to remain changed as we move forward. And again, when I say the, the, the term return to normal, it's not a normal of what we knew before. It's a new normal, right? Do you think it's going to be normal that all these people that continue to stay local and fill up the campgrounds? Or do you think they're going to get back onto the airplanes and go to Hawaii or Baja no, people or will, Disney World? Absolutely, they'll return. Okay. Yeah. It, That's good. It's <laughs> for That's you. Good. You're going, I just want them to go away. <laughs> just, we tried to book a camp spot for something the other day. We were just inside the six-month window. Yeah. Everything. Not even an option. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll change. But that's the part of like, that's where I'm saying people will return to, they will, like, it's like water. You put a, a barrier in front of it and it will flow around it, right? And, and it, even if it's a big barrier, eventually it will find a way around mm. it. That's just how it mm-hmm. goes. Uh, or it erodes the barrier away and goes on. And, and so thinking in that respect, you know, Thing, things will return to what we call normal, but it's not going to be what we what we knew. Mm. And so, anyway, it's just a, it's a to me, it's fascinating from like a sociological perspective. Uh, just society goes through a huge forced change, disruption. Yep, disruption, mm-hmm. and 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 you know the the reaction is what it is. You know, some people are much more moldable and easy with the go with the flow looking out for other people let's collectively approach this whole thing and then others are uh, you know on all ends of the spectrum but others are like don't tell me what to do Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a free country you're taking away my freedoms all these kinds of things and so um anyway what i have seen one of the things i have seen and kind of observed over this couple years is the things that were below the surface are now being exposed like they're they're rising to the top and and mm. i i mean that from like um 
you know, I, marriages, for example. Mm. I, I know so many people who during this last couple of years have gone through divorce, which mm. is super sad to me because they're friends of mine. There are, um, you know, people that I know, maybe they would, they're not friends, but they're close acquaintances or whatever, right? And, <clears throat> and it's sad, but it's like there was a problem, but life wasn't disrupted enough. You could still ignore the problem. Right, you could manage a stress level yeah. or a, or a uh, you know, just there was a... a you could just cover just enough yep. that, like, things aren't that bad. Yep. We'll just carry on. Yep. Put on put on a show, an image, distract ourselves, numb ourselves. Yeah, whatever. go on a vacation, yeah. you know. It, it Run was, the kids to soccer, yeah. you know, whatever Get it is. busy and stay mm-hmm. busy and let's not deal with this. But when we were all stuck in home at home and couldn't go anywhere... We're going, oh, it's you again? Mm. I'm stuck with you? You know, and things started kind of to unravel. This again? And you've seen that in marriages and friendships and family. You know, mm. you, you definitely have experienced it in the workplace. Workplace is totally not settled down. It's still kind of back and forth, depending on where you're, what industry you work in. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in a church, and mm. people haven't returned to church. And that's one of the <clears throat> problems and uh, the the issues, I guess, that we're sort of facing of what are people's, what's the relationship people have with church as a whole, mm. and <clears throat> is there, what is keeping them from returning? Is it something the church is doing? Is it something that they've experienced? Is it a distraction? Mm. Were, were they looking for a way out anyway, and so they found a new spot? Comfort and a risk tolerance sort of a thing? Yeah, exactly. It's like... Mm-hmm. uh some Safety. folks will say, no, I only will go if everyone is wearing a mask. Some people will say, I will not go if people are wearing masks. Some people will say, I'm just not quite sure yet, mm. you know. Um, and and it's like there's all ends of the spectrum, right? And anyway, it's really, really fascinating to me. And you have it in businesses. You have it in restaurants. You have it in bars and movie theaters, all this sort of stuff. And right. Some people are ain't no thing. Just go out and go about life and right. do your thing. Other people are like, why would I even go there and expose myself and expose my family and expose my loved ones to that? And so I think you got the full spectrum Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And, it, and at first, it's like you saw businesses falling. <clears throat> uh, the, and I felt like the, the businesses that didn't make it initially – in general, fell into a, uh, I would say, a similar context of marriages that f- that failed. Maybe they weren't well sure. run, right? They weren't protected against calamity, and so it's like anything that rocked the boat, they weren't going to recover from. Yeah, which is sad and tragic, but it's uh, it's also that would have happened had there been major equipment failure or some sort of yeah whatever you know disaster that would have interrupted their business flow. Mm-hmm. So it's like that stuff happened, but now you're seeing this lasting effect or whatever. So it, it's it's pretty, in, I don't know, it's pretty interesting, I think. Um, <clears throat> so I feel like it's it's been one of those times where we are, um, f- we're sort of faced with ourselves, mm-hmm. whether we recognize it or not. Right. We're searching. We're always searching for answers, you know, as people, I think, no matter if you kind of realize you are or not, you're, you're kind of searching for what, mm-hmm. what's the meaning? Why are we here? You know, um, what's the point of all this? Anyway? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just like, I'm going to make as much money as I can and and then that's mm-hmm. it, you know, go out with a bang uh, all the way up until it's like my life is about giving away to everyone and, get, yeah. you know, living for others. And it's like, um, 
But it's like we've it's I feel like the last couple of years have caused us to make new decisions about how we're li- how, how we're living life, what kind of communities we live in, what kind of people we hang around. Um, maybe there have been uh, situations that we're like, hey, we need to leave, like, for example, marriages or whatever. Mm. But maybe it's been workplace or, you know, this is a toxic friendship or the, the where do you land on the, these two terms? Do you prefer the great resignation? Or do you refer, prefer the great quit? Are you talking about uh, with people with work, in the leaving the workforce? Because yeah, they're not really resigning. It's not like I'm. Oh, I'm just out of here. Really, it's like lower end workers. <clears throat> I'm done with this. I don't need to put up with this. I don't know. I don't really. I don't okay. know. I, I guess I don't really <laughs> think about that too much. I, I c- I'll send you some links. I. If like you're aware that people have been yeah, leaving walking, the workforce yes, in absolutely. mass. Uh, yeah, and I guess I guess I would probably lean toward more of the quitting instead of the resignation. Yeah. Because if you're not seeking other employment then and you're just quitting and and not I think largely people are getting other jobs. Like they're leaving this to go do something else because there's mm-hmm. much more opportunity. You can really get hired doing anything, you know. Well employers can't hire enough people correct and i think one of the things that again speaking very generally here and so hopefully we're well, not hopefully we might get some listener get some feedback. feedback but it's like you know i've i've talked to business owners for example restaurant owners that are trying like like heck to hire people and you can't because of unemployment being continued right i would not say that's the entire case like that's a piece of it uh, yeah but like also a lot of people don't want to show up and be treated like Beep. Yeah, at totally. work by a bunch of Karens mm-hmm. yelling at them that they're out of fries. You mean the customers? Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think there's a whole Fair plethora enough. of considerations. It's like I think it's oftentimes blamed on like, well, these people don't want to work because they could just stay at home and get all this money. Well, like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is an innate mm-hmm. desire in people to work, to have impact, yeah. and to serve in whatever capacity that fits for their being. Um, it's not just like people are lazy, they don't want to work, I'll just stay home and get my paycheck. It's like there's some lousy jobs out there. Yeah. Well, and I th- isn't that isn't that kind of the natural progression of of life? Like if you're if you're finding yourself in what you might think of as a dead end job or like a thankless job or whatever, that frustration leads you to leave that job and seek better employment right maybe i mean it didn't for kevin spacey in american beauty he got to the point where he was like he, he had it all and he's like f it i'm done with this mm-hmm. and he goes to the drive-thru and he's like are you hiring and they see the now hiring sign mm-hmm. and they're like and he comes back with his resume and they're like you are clearly overqualified and he's mm-hmm. like no i want the job with the least amount of responsibility <laughs> possible right but i do agree with you there is some of that like work your way up mm-hmm. move on uh, yeah. Take advantage of opportunities, educate yourself, gain new right. skills, and all of that. Yeah, but. yeah. I I don't know. I just I wonder like, um, I don't I don't mean to like you know spring this on you, but are there things mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I've started to question these things or think differently about certain stuff that is a result of going through, you know, the last couple of years. You know, it's like you aren't as social. You don't have as much social need as I do. That's fact, Jack. <laughs> and you, <laughs> pre-pandemic, <laughs> for years, 
were very isolated in in work and yeah. in life, right? Yeah. Um, intentionally. Intentionally. Um, so it's interesting to me that you're now out in the workforce, and you know, well, I can I I don't know who's listening, but I'd like to. I mean, I'm I'm the Gemini, right? So it's like I'm the the twins, and it's like mm-hmm. so am I, I. the dual personality. Well, mm-hmm. Your birthday's in May or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I can play the role, and I can yeah do the thing, and I can be in public, and I can talk with people. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not my preference. Yeah. It drains me much more uh-huh. than it does for someone who's much more extrovert, extroverted. Like it gives them, it pumps them up and gives them energy. It drains me to the extent where I have to balance that with yeah. introspective, alone, quiet, yeah. reflective time to be able to go out and do that. And so it works well, hmm. you know, in a pandemic, it's, it's, it's a lot of the computer. It's a lot of email. It's not a whole lot of mm-hmm. FaceTime, which I'm finding is working fairly well for me. Yeah. <laughs> Check back with me when the world gets back to normal. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's one of those things where I'm, I'm going. It's going to resume some sort of normalcy of like people out and about, people in your face again, people, you know, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be until, you know, we have a largely unmasked society again or handshakes become the norm. You or, think? I don't think. I do. I don't think we're going back to handshakes. I, I, I think oh yeah. we're going back to masks as a normality when people are sick. Well, that's different. That's when you're sick. Yeah. And I think that's a decent thing. I think that's awesome. Um, uh, you know, because again, I remember thinking about that way before the pandemic, working in an office with 30 or 40 people, and you're in a meeting and somebody's coughing the whole time. You're like, dude, either go home or wear a mask. And yeah. it's like, that was a foreign concept. In our country. Wear a mask. Exactly. And, you know... Asian culture has been doing this for generations and successfully. And, you know, that's just the norm. They'll go outside with masks on. Yeah. Um, but again, it's I, also like it, our culture is built around different sets of uh, ideals and approaches to yeah. how I go about my life. You know, when you live in a multi generational family, housing places yeah, where you got right. grandma and great grandma there. Yeah. It's a little bit more important to not bring a bug yeah. home so that your great grandma's 97 right. is going to catch it and die. Like it's, it's not necessarily for yourself, but for others. And I think that our culture has lost a little bit of that. I don't know if that's American culture for sure. We don't live multi-generationally or uh, like a in, a, in a society where we care much about others. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's at large. Like, I'm not saying people don't care about other people. Like, yes, people care about other people, but at large, we really live in a society that's like all about me. Mm -hmm. Well, and everything that, well, so so many generalities, right? But I mean, even thinking about um, social media and um, online purchasing and all that is catering to my needs, my, my right now. Like mm-hmm. I want this now. And, yeah. and so that does support exactly what you just said, where it, it, without even, again, I wouldn't consider myself an overly selfish person. However, I super love like getting on Amazon and I can buy something and it's here in two days. That's awesome. It's convenient. Yeah. Because now, but for me, it's not so I don't have to go see people. It's, I can go do other things that seem more mm. fun, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, but again, it's, 
what it does is create a little monster because now when it takes three or four or five days or a week to get there, I'm like, what? You thought what they you forgot about? about your order. It's lost in the <laughs> UPS truck. What is this? You know, and it's like, gosh, remember when you used to send off for something in the mail and it would take six to eight, six weeks, to for eight weeks. Get another one for free. Just add twelve ninety five handling. <laughs> I got a shirt the other day. Yeah. I got a new shirt. So this is one of my eBay shirts here that I'm wearing, right? Mm-hmm. I got another one and I thought, oh, it's going to take whatever. It's coming from Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I ordered another one of these. Dude, it's awesome. It's got the leather. The leather things oh, on the elbows. Oh, uh, the patches? Yeah, yeah, the patches on the elbows. Oh, I'll have to show you after this. super cool. And it came in like a day and a half. That's amazing. Like, Dude, here it is. I made an eBay purchase the other day. Uh, I So after we went to Central Oregon and we went oh, shopping and hat. trying to look for a Pendleton hat, mm-hmm. I found one on eBay. And I uh, got it for like 30 bucks. You know, it was like make an offer or whatever. And, yeah. And so she accepted my offer and... and uh, it cost me like ten bucks to ship, so it's forty bucks. Yeah, but the new ones are eighty, you know, and it's in really good shape mm. and everything. So I now have an influencer Pendleton wool hat. Whoa, <laughs> stick a feather in! Totally it. an old guy hat. It's awesome. I love it. It's so cool. You're gonna need to get a hat case. For Amy was travel. like, "Really, another hat?" <laughs> I'm like, well, but I thought we came up with a rule. That, oh, that was. That was Cora and I and our <laughs> other friends that if you it's on sale, it's on sale. or you get a pro deal. You yeah. can't argue with that. Yeah. Well, I, would, I and, would say if it's used, if you're buying it secondhand. Yeah. And I have my own funny money that I'm using. You know, so it's like, oh. this is my mad money that I can use. Yeah. So it's fine. It's just like, where do we put this? Right. So, you have three hats that look almost identical. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, there's a little bit of it's in this, there, but it's in this just little bucket over here, right? <laughs> just the little teeny side bucket. It's like, yeah. What, my money, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a very small, not even a bucket. Very it's more of an envelope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. but yeah, it, you know, you got to be able to buy stuff that, that you, uh, you got, according to Dave Ramsey, right? You've got to have some blow at money, like some, mm. to keep you sane and to keep you on track with your budget and all that kind of stuff. I totally agree with that. Mm. Um, where it's like up to a certain threshold, you don't need to check. You just buy it, you know, just buy it. stay within your budget, you, you know, spend the money you've got, but like, yeah, it's your, it's your mad money. But anyway, that's so funny. But, um, yeah. So what were we talking about? We, were t- how, we got into something about shopping. <laughs> shopping. <laughs> well, my question is kind of like, what's now, right? What's what now? what what now? What like where do we go from here? I think there's been a <clears throat> large scale reevaluation of what matters. Okay. On a personal level, on yeah. a societal level. Um so do you have an a like looking at your through your lens at society, mm-hmm. do, do like have you arrived at what you feel like society says this is what matters? See like, could you, could you answer for him? At the time, well, no, I don't know. I mean, I would just say that at the time, I did not see it as such. Okay. But I've gone through my major life disruption mm-hmm. and internal reorganization yeah. that realigned all my priorities. Right. You know? So you, like I've this had, hasn't shaken I've, you. No. For, yeah. So, like, for me, yeah. really nothing has largely changed. I do the same activities. Right. I go to right. the same places. I mean, I sometimes got to put a little cloth thing on my face and right. I don't walk around and huff and puff about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing that's changed. Mm-hmm. And, but other than, I mean, it has been really nice to be able to just not have to go to the grocery store, but just order my groceries. Right. And, 
Except when the cucumber doesn't show up and then you got to <laughs> scramble for a backup plan. But that's all right. I adapt. Right. You know, but I, I think that my priorities in life have are no different. And a lot has changed for me in this pandemic. You know, it's like work has changed. Mm-hmm. Relational status has changed. Mm-hmm. Living situation has changed. But, but all of that may have happened in in very like without all this. For sure. Yeah. So, and the way that I live my life and the priorities yeah. are the same. Correct. So, so I think here's an interesting observation that I think, and I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what you think of this. Okay. I truly believe that this last couple of years is proof that people are made to live with and in and around each other. Because when we live in isolation, we, um, we, there is no check or balance. Like we're, we're more prone to drift into very much a, uh, individualized society, right? Let's, let's just be clear that I did not say it was the healthiest. <laughs> I just said it was a preference. Yeah. I'm not taking shots over the balance. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> but, but like you're, you hear ha- you. you have your own community. Yeah. Right. It's just smaller than some people's and that's yeah. okay. And, and, but what I'm, what I'm saying is when you, when you, when we forced society away from each other, the wheels started falling off mm. pretty mm-hmm. quickly, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all of the information was coming from social media, mm. all these online news sources that weren't vetted, that weren't real news, that weren't, I mean, it was like everybody who posted an article was now professing some sort of expert that new, no fact checking news is of, news i yeah. read it on the internet it's crazy and so and and like when we watched when you take say for example kids and you take them out of school right mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a parent i can tell you with certainty that that's not healthy for the development of children when you take them out of a school setting i think that being in a school you know like private school public or a, a home school totally fine but we have seen those that are like a home. Like, why do why is the uh, the stereotype of a homeschool kid a weird kid? Because he went to prom with his mom. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you don't you're not around people. You don't have peers. You know, you don't you're not forced to you're not forced to like you know learn to struggle through recess or you're not you don't experience getting picked last at gym class or or you know. It's just your your social circle, your social skills haven't been tested because you weren't out in that. And, yeah, and how much of learning and growing and developing is knowledge based and informational versus social and relative, right? Because again, man, we've what we saw was holy cow, the school day is a lot of wasted time, right? There's that's mm-hmm. not that time that is in passing or waiting for classes to start or, I mean, it's just crazy. How quickly our our kids could get their school day done, where we're like, how, what what do you mean you're done? Like you, this has been three hours. Like how could you possibly be done with school? I've done everything that's been assigned to me. And you're like, what? Mm. You know? And you're going, dude, you go to school for six or seven hours a day, whatever. I think it's six hours. And you're like, so half of the day is just wasted time, but it's not because it's it's mm. like. Walking through the halls again, not to say it's always positive, but some of it's traumatic, right? But it's helping us learn to navigate society, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we just we learn about all of those things. We develop 
some sort of street smarts and when we're around folks and stuff like that. So anyway, it's... I think that's also a similar thing with like employment and work, right? Like yeah. you could go to work and be yeah. there eight hours and only really do four hours of work, mm-hmm. but you're talking to your coworkers and you're yeah. going out to lunch with people, but you're building a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're doing brainstorming and ideas and things come out of that that are beneficial. Yep. You take that away. It's like, I just have A, B, C, D, E, F, G mm-hmm. work to do. I'm done. Five hours. Or the other side of it was when I was, um, when I was self-employed, I didn't have a boss. I could pretty much wear what I wanted. I would make sure I was presentable when I'd go see a customer and stuff like that. And, but like, dude, I listened to what I wanted to listen to. I ate when and what I wanted to eat. There was nobody to ask for anything. I just did what I wanted. And I remember when I was so ready to leave the dental lab and get a, a job somewhere else. And just like, I'm so tired of being my own boss. And Amy was like, I think that this is going to be a little culture shock for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you've never had to answer to anybody. Mm. You know, it's like the only person you had to answer to was your customer. And, and like, that's even from a distance usually, mm-hmm. or it's in a very short amount of time. And so, you know, you're, she, I'm like, huh, I don't, I don't know. She was totally right. Mm-hmm. I was, it, it, all of a sudden, it's like if you're five minutes late or if you, you know, uh, walk to this side of the place too many times in a day, you might get a weird look of like, what, what's, why do you have to go over there again? You know, I'm like, why does it matter to you? Who cares? <laughs> you know, but it's like, well, you yeah. know, there, there's more, there's like a culture, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I was like, man, she's right. Like, this is different. You know, or it's like, you're just waiting for the day to be over so mm-hmm. that you can like go home or whereas if I was in my own shop and I was fine to leave, I'd just leave. You know, did like anything, there's pros and cons to all of it, yeah, you know, and yeah, but I also didn't have to do the books when yeah. I worked for somebody else, and I didn't the have to grass is always greener. Yeah, I wasn't doing janitorial stuff, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. I don't know, hmm. it's I just think this kind of stuff is interesting, and ultimately, what um, what I'm encouraged by because I do think that there's a silver lining to some of this is that there is still good in the world, and I think that's part of why it's enc- why I encourage people. However, they need to get out to be to feel good about it. Mm. Uh, get out because you will still encounter good people that have good intentions that want to do good. Yeah, and and you know, and I was just at a lunch today uh, talking about the state of the city of Portland and how it's become a place that's not nice anymore. It's not a, mm. a nice city to live in. There's there's a crazy homeless uh you know po- population that's that's really become an issue that we we don't know what to do with we There's don't know how ongoing to mental health crisis yep. you have drug issues you well have mental health and stuff. drug issues are the two sure. major contributors to homelessness yeah. and and so it's like you have this cr- this incredible problem and crime is up like i don't know 800% or something whatever statistic they threw out and so here's this this group of people that were at this lunch that love the city, they weren't complaining about it. They were acknowledging the, the, the uh, issue at hand. And they're like, hey, how can we solve this? How can we be part of this solution? And, and that was the focus from the beginning was like, we're not here to talk about the negative sides of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're here to find solutions. And like, that's still out there. It's mm-hmm. super encouraging to me. So, I don't well, know. I, I just, for some reason, I'm thinking about, you know, I, I've only been a child. I've never been a parent, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, what is a more loving, beneficial approach 
for a parent to a child to like let somebody do whatever they want <laughs> or yeah. like set up some boundaries right. and some expectations <clears throat> right. and some consequences for the long haul. Right. Like that is more beneficial. But like I think sometimes you have a lot of stuff going on that's kind of just let people be. Yeah. That's a loving approach. Right. Don't be punitive. Don't be consequential. And yeah. it perpetuates these cycles. Never works. That are yeah. not good. So oh, oh, one thing that's changed is the fly shop. Since this is an outdoor podcast, <laughs> did I tell you the fly shop up the up the mountain is closing? No. Well, it's just a fly shop. Really? Closing. When? Yeah. I don't know when. I saw it a couple of weeks ago, but oh. I want to tie. I want to bring this full circle pandemic okay. to yeah. the outdoors. But they were like twenty to thirty percent off everything. I'm going so up there. So I don't know if you need to get anything. I do need to go up there because I have some stuff I need to purchase on my list. There you go. Check Man, that's sad. Isn't it a bummer though? It is a bummer. It is. I mean, bummer. there's, you know, so these ripples, yeah, just go out, and and I think after extended period of pandemic fatigue, collective trauma, mm-hmm. I think you see in a myriad of ways yeah. people just thrown in the towel. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. there are, there is hope, yeah. there's opportunities, there's people fighting and doing good. So seeking those things out. Right, right. Is really good. That's one of the, I was thinking one of the only things that's really changed for me is that the abundance of opportunities to give and serve other people yes. has limited. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. one of the things mm-hmm. that's been cut back a little bit. And those things are hugely valuable for mm-hmm. me to give and serve others, mm-hmm. uh, to provide perspective in my life, you mm-hmm. know, gratitude and all these sorts of things that I'm, that would be great if that came back a little bit more. Sure. Or I probably yeah. just need to seek it a little bit more. Or, well, I think you know, wherever you are, do some good. And, they're there. It's just like, yeah, we have to, we, it's, that is is another place that's different. It's shifting. Like we mm-hmm. have to search now. Okay, how can I actually make a difference and help? How Just can I give back? All these places. I could go yeah. volunteer and do all this stuff. I have so <clears throat> many choices. And I think that also supports what I was saying, where it's like, well, maybe that was a system that had some brokenness under the surface that we could mm-hmm. glaze over. Because things were rolling along just fine. Yeah. But it's been exposed and it's like not we're not able to it's not working or it's not possible anymore. So it's like there's still ways to do that. I would just encourage people like you're you know saying, just continue to be seeking community. Continue to get outside of your own circle and mm-hmm. and focusing on other people because this the the second we start focusing away from ourselves, we really start to heal, I think, my personal mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. as people. Because I just don't believe we were created to only focus on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, there's still amazing, amazing mm-hmm. growth and opportunity and just good things out in the world. We just have to learn the different ways of finding it and seeing it now. So tune in next week and <laughs> see if this thing's all over. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. Email us with questions or topic ideas at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your topic, we'll even send you a sticker to say thanks. Check us out at patreon.com slash breakingcamp and join the Breaking Camp family today. Now get outside and have some fun. <laughs>